You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. Brought to you by our friends at McDonald's. Dads. Mm, Hey everybody, it's the Jay and Dan Podcast. Just Jay here. No Dan. I'm already, yeah. Lemmy. That's a good sign. We're going two hours, folks. This is the Tribute to Dan podcast. Uh, we all know what happened. We're not going to get into that. Uh, this is the final Jay and Dan podcast episode 3.0. A lot of you have been asking me about that on social media, and uh, I do appreciate uh, how much you guys love the podcast, uh, how interested you are in it. Um, we're going to we're going to take a break on it for just a little bit. I should mention, Christoph and I just scarfing down Big Macs as we speak. Delicious. Thank the you, McDonald's. Yes. Thank you for being such a great sponsor. Um, so this podcast, for the next two hours, yes, that's right. This is going to be a two-hour podcast, two-plus, to be honest. We're having 14 guests, 14 of your favorites. They have all agreed to come on. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we're just going to tell Dan stories, talk about Dan for the next two hours. I said it's the final Jay and Dan 3.0 podcast because this isn't the end of the Jay and Dan podcast. Do not worry. The Jay and Dan podcast will return. How will it return? Difficult to say at this point. We do know, and believe me, we know, that we owe many people in this country a live podcast. We did our live podcast tour at the end of 2019. It was so much fun. We always said we were going to do Ontario, we were going to do Quebec, we were going to do Atlantic Canada. We didn't get a chance to get to those places because of the pandemic, of course. So just to let you know, our plans are to still do those live events and potentially return to Western Canada for more live events. Maybe the podcast just becomes a live thing. Um, or maybe down the road, when Dan and I retire, we reunite for 4.0. It's hard to say at this point, but I'm just saying that we're pausing it for now. And it'll be back someday. Um, but, man, it's been a blast doing this with you, buddy. Uh, thanks, Stoff, for, for producing us 1.0, 3.0. Um, we're just going to have a look back at everything. For sure. But um, what we want to do is slowly start to bring in some of your favorites because we wanted this to be a joyous occasion. We didn't want this to be, uh, you know, glum. There we go. Cracking open a beverage, as we like to do on this podcast. We've been doing this for over 10 years, and you guys have been so loyal to us and and so loyal to, yeah, just everything, to the TV show. Um, Lots of stuff has happened, and we can't really talk about that. So what we're going to do is just basically get right into the guests and have fun with this thing. And the first guest we're going to have on is a gentleman that we met quite a while ago, um, when we were working in Los Angeles, he wasn't living in Los Angeles, but I always remember the first appearance he made on our podcast 2.0 in LA and it was a sensation. People were talking about it. The podcast listeners were like, can we get this guy on every single week? Uh, since we've come back to Canada, it's been harder to get him on because he co-hosts a very, very successful morning show on the national football league network has to get up at the crack of dawn, uh, earlier than the crack of dawn, has to get up at like 3 in the morning. So we just haven't been able to get him on very much, as much as we'd like to get him on. But he's been very kind and generous to join us now. He is the first guest on the final Jay and Dan podcast, version 3.0. 
ladies and gentlemen, our good friend, Peter Schrager. Schrager, how are you, buddy? I'm looking at Chris Terreri's film right now, and it's amazing. <laughs> He's sprawled out. He's doing. He's, he's saving. Every, I'm watching a '93 Devils Capitals game, and Mike Ridley continues to just vex the Devils. Jay, I love you so much. I'm so happy to come on here, and I'm happy to discuss anything and all things Dan O'Toole with you. I love it, buddy. Uh, let's go back to when we first met. I always remember. And you may not remember this, but. You reached out to us after we did a few shows. You you were working at Fox. We had just come to L.A. to work for Fox. And you sent us the nicest email just sort of saying, I like what you guys are doing. I get it. You know what I mean? And I was like, okay, someone in this place gets it. And I knew we were going we to get along at that point because you understood what we were going for. Well, you have to realize in the States, there was a giant Wall Street Journal article that came out long before you guys even joined Fox profiling Jay and Dan and just how great they were doing up in Canada. And then I heard through a press release that Fox Sports 1 was launching and you guys were going to be the nighttime host of the flagship show. And almost like I wasn't one of the cool kids on that first wave of the show. And I believe it was Scott Ackerson and Mike Hughes. It was like Andy Roddick and Donovan McNabb. And I was a, I was a reporter on the NFL side. Reporters weren't really being used as much as the ex-athletes, but I would watch every night and whether I was doing a report from the Houston Texans facility or Jacksonville, you know, talking about Blake Bortles' big season ahead. <laughs> I would be watching your show and I'd be cracking up at the lines that you guys had in between the highlights and the off the wall comedy that you guys were bringing. It was unlike anything we had seen in it. It really, if anything, was a throwback to the days of yesteryear that I grew up with Craig Kilborn and, uh, and Rich Eisen on Sports Center late night, and I think it's a compliment to you guys. It's not trying to compare. I know you guys had your own vibe, um, but I want to be one of the cool kids, so I reached out, and fortunately, you guys not only brought me into your world, but you were so kind and so gracious to introduce me to your fan base, and I, I have to say, all these years later, and it's crazy how long ago it was, um, I still hear from all those Jay and Dan fans that it means the world to me. They love you, and you brought up Chris Terreri. It's your, uh, it's your famous you know, backup goalies rant that you went on, all the different goaltenders. When I think of Terreri, I think of his helmet. I think of that CCM yep. black helmet, the cage. Uh, yep. I, I miss those buckets now, Shregs. Everyone's got the fancy painted oh. masks now. It's dumb. I don't even understand. Like, you know, Don Bupre was not wearing a <laughs> fancy helmet. <laughs> Bupre had the Jofa and the I cage. Believe, <laughs> I believe. I mean, I was always, uh, oh, I'm thinking, what was his name? He was uh, Corey Hirsch. Was that yeah, that's, that right. that's right. That's right, exactly. Like, the starting goalies, because truthfully, Jay, a lot of that, like, that a lot of that Wales and Campbell Conference stuff, like I was into it and I, and I grew up a hockey fan in the nineties in the States, but a lot of it came from me just playing the video games, NHL right. and NHL hockey 94. And you would tinker with them. And you know, if Razor Ray LeBlanc was on that bench, you were putting him in instead of Belfort. You were. <laughs> yeah. The NHL 94, all that stuff. Like, I feel like that, did more to grow the game in the States probably than the game itself did at that point. It was huge. It was that. And then you'd have these great, great ESPN, like just amazing playoffs in the early nineties. Yeah. So of course the Penguins, but I'll never forget the LA Kings and the Montreal Canadians in 1993 and Marty yes. McSorley, the illegal stick. Um, 
just incredible stuff because you had Gretzky and then you of course had this this team that was led by like you know Claude Lemieux and Patrick Waugh and Vincent Damfus and yes. whoever else was on that team but like that's when I first got into it really what happened in the states and it's 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 kind of how like you know and I'm I cover the NFL beat and yeah, the media deals are so important, but once ESPN kind of said farewell to, to the NHL, I think it, I think a lot of the, the kind of the sizzle with America's youth have gone because ESPN was just the fact that you had it on. And then one year, yeah. all of a sudden, instead of watching a Dallas Stars game, you're watching some spring training baseball game instead. You nailed it. It was, that was devastating for them. Oh, Shregs, listen, we got something for you. Check it out. Couldn't get Ron Tugnut on the air this week. Tommy Ron Solo, Tugnut. Andrew Raycroft, Corey Schwab, Corey Hirsch, Chris Bye. Terreri. I love that you ended with Terreri. <laughs> that was both of them. I mean, that was it. The Rangers had a had a duo that you know, everyone knows Mike Richter from '94, but long before he was a Florida Panther, Beezer was the guy. Ben Beesbrook, yes. Ben Beesbrook was so. I believe Ben Beesbrook. I, I want to say American. I know Richter. Definitely was, but was Van Beesbrook American also? Might have been. So he played in Sault Ste. Marie. He coached in Sault Ste. Marie. He had a little problem in Sault Ste. Marie, but I don't, I think you might be right. I think Beezer was uh, an American who happened to play in the Ontario Hockey League, which happens all the time. Um, so yes, I believe you are correct, but we can throw it and you blew it at the end of the show if it's not true. I did want to ask you yeah, one... Probably not true. Quickly, Shregs, uh, Sochi. So we, we meet you sort of... Kind of how everyone meets now. We meet you kind of virtually. We meet you over email. We've obviously got this connection. And then it's announced that we're going to go to Sochi, Russia for the Olympics. And you are going to be uh, covering figure skating with the queen, Michelle Kwan. And we're all going to be staying in what is sort of like a bad all-inclusive in the middle of Sochi. Uh, Life-changing. That's that's very fortunate. <laughs> That's very, very flattering to whatever it was. It was like a, a chalet that was missing CH and the E and the T. It was just kind of like a block. It, it was a structure. Okay, so I live in New York right now, and they're starting to do like outdoor dining, and it's like overnight they're just building like five sticks with some wood, and they're like, all right, that's your that's the new restaurant on the yep. street. That's what we were staying in in Sochi. That is exactly what we were staying in. It was uh, it was an incredible experience. But the the thing I loved about it was that we were all together in that hotel. There was a much better hotel we all wished we were in. But in hindsight, I'm glad we were put into this hotel with the staff who quite openly could not stand us. Could not stand us, didn't understand the word we were saying. We had no understanding of what their words were. Uh, here's the thing. The NBC and the rights holders were in something called, I want to say the Radisson Blue. What yes, was it called? It was that's the, it. You nailed it. We were, we went over there one time and it was like, you oh know, God. It, it, was, I mean, it was literally like, there it was, was like, like heaven. Chris Collins was doing laps. (laughs) Beautiful Olympic size pool, and Al Michaels is dressed in like a uh, Louis Vuitton sweater at the at the the fire. Uh, Dan Patrick was in the sauna with us. It was like, where? What is this magical place? How do we get here? We never got there. Shregs, before we let you go, quickly, uh, your first. What's your lasting impression of Dan O'Toole? Fun. Just a fun guy, always down, uh, a little bit dangerous sometimes because he could just say whatever he wants and he doesn't think twice. And there's a bit of me that's jealous of that and a bit of me that just says that is a one-of-a-kind guy in the world that we live in. Um, special dude, great father, and a good man. And, uh, gosh, the, the chemistry you guys have goes unparalleled. But I have a relationship with Dan and a relationship with you that is separate and 
you know, what you guys have both meant to me as friends, is I, I can't say enough about. And Dan's one of the good ones. So if you ever need a smile on your face, I would go out to Redondo Beach and <laughs> Dan O'Toole and I would end up watching an episode of Entourage on DVR or something and have a blast. That guy, he, he always brought a smile and he was always down to make you smile. So I have such great appreciation for Dan. Well, um, we all have such great appreciation for you, buddy. We, we just love you so much and uh, sincerely appreciate you coming on the pod with us. Um, and I know it's, it's tough to carve out time, but <clears throat> you're a great dad. You're, a, you're an amazing broadcaster. Your career has skyrocketed. We're so proud of you, everything that you've accomplished. Um, so we want you to get to bed because you've got good morning football in the morning. You've got to talk about Alex Smith. But, yep. uh, but thank you, my friend. Really appreciate you coming on with us. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Love you, Jay. And truly, your friendship is, uh, is a special one. You're as great a broadcaster as I've ever come across. And I know your love for Dan is strong as well. Can't wait to listen to the entirety of this podcast. Thank you, brother. Love you, too. Take care. You're the man. Jay and Dan, flashback. So I'm at the gym. You look at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm at the gym. I'm dieting. All right, so I've Botticello cracking up. That noise of the coughing is what I'm hearing in my ear right now. So that's good. Uh, so I'm trying. I put on a lot of weight during the season, and as your listeners know, I tend to to dine at places like the Olive Garden and the Applebee's. Yes. So there's really no holds barred when you get to no, Olive Garden. Like, give me the breadsticks. I'll shove them everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Every hole in my body, there's a, there's a breadstick. <laughs> That's bad. Uh, anyway, so I'm like committed. The season's over. You know, if I'm going to do TV, I, I need to at least, mm-hmm. I don't feel fat, but I'm big, you know. So I'm like, I got to at least maintain it or lose a little bit. Especially when you come to L.A., right? L.A., sun is shining. Everyone's, Everyone's eating skinny. kale. Everyone is hanging out with Polly Shore. Like, I've yeah. got to be like in that. So I'm going to Equinox. I get on the treadmill. I'm feeling good. And in walks like a group of, I'd say, seven grown men. All right. Seven grown men. And. This is, I name drop in the hotel, but it's Equinox, whatever. So it's a public, it's not like a private thing, but this is something special. And I see a guy with, with a headset on, like we're wearing right now. And yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a celeb. That's a celeb. And I see, and whatever's happening, and boom, who is it? Canadian pop star, extraordinaire, inspi- inspiration to all. Alanis Morissette. No. No. Drake. No. Justin Bieber. Whoa! Beebs. Beebs in the, the house. Beebs. Tat it up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ripping curls. <laughs> Ripping them. Okay, so was this a security team or trainers? Or so both? I think a few were trainers. One was just like a hype man. Right. <laughs> so, like, he like you got doing, this, Beebs. He was doing the curls. And Crush those curls, I'm, Beebs. I'm like 20 paces away. Like, paces? Is that a Canadian thing? Uh, I don't know sure, why not? I'm uh, meters away. <laughs> and I'm on the treadmill, and I'm sweating, and I'm feeling good. But then once Bieber walked in, I became like – a little fanboy. I don't know what happened. Like I'm not yeah. a Bieber fan. I yeah. don't care. I've you seen, got a little chub. I mean, yeah, a little bit. somebody to love. Like, exactly. Like I've seen celebrities, and I live in New York. It's not a big deal. But yeah. to be like, and I was like texting people. I'm like uh, Bieber's, a, and like my friends who are in their mid 30s are like, <laughs> I don't give a. <laughs> shit. Like, well, like, well, okay, that's weird. So, what was the vibe in the in the gym? Where, was stopped. everyone going like, over taking pictures? No, like everyone did like the New York thing, where you go out of your way not to pretend right. like you notice. Yeah. So, yeah. no, but, you do you do that here too for sure. Yeah, like yeah. that's the move, right? Yeah. Like, so like, <laughs> like but Bieber was ripping it out, yeah. and then uh, I had to leave. I had to come back here. So 
the, the, the funny part is I walk into like the America's pregame, which is the show we do in the afternoon. I walk in the meeting. I tell this whole story. I'm excited. And Brian Scalabrini, former NBA player, redhead, giant 6'11 guy, goes, oh, yeah, he was in there yesterday. I saw him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Bieber just hanging out, yeah, doing the chilling. thing. But I'm amazed by that because to me, even going to Equinox is annoying because you're like, you know, you're in the I assume he can pay for whatever. He, he probably wants. has he his own gym at home. Yeah, well, so like to go to a public. What do you think the philosophy is? Like, okay, a couple a, of things. Yeah. He lives in Calabasas, which is way. Far, it's in the valley where the okay. Kardashians live, so that's a long way to come to the gym. But we surmise today. In fact, my wife figured it out that he he is repped by CAA right Creative across Artists. The street. It's right across the street. So you from think that he gym. has a meeting uh, every day with CAA? I think he over? just went there once. And Two was days like, in a row, though. Here's my no, no. Philosophy. Went to went to that gym and once. Like, I, I like it. I like it. I like this gym. I like it. I'm gonna here. come here's back. Here's my here. philosophy. Yeah, he's he's in his house. He's got this big house to himself. He's like, I don't want to hang out here all day. Out of here. Yeah, so he's not. He doesn't have to drive to the gym. He's driven there, so he smokes a big fatty on the way to the gym. He gets out of the house. He wasn't doing these with any ganja. No, I mean he was. He gets out of the house, gets to work out, and then he'd probably go for a lunch, and then he has to return back. Yeah, it's not a bad day. What are the odds he sees you on the ecliptical? And he's like, Hey, Schrager bombs over there. So that's funny you say that because afterwards, you know, I make eye contact. I think I even said like the corniest thing. I was like, "What's up?" You know, like I walked <laughs> like, like, we crossed paths, <laughs> we crossed paths, and I like like linked eyes with them. Like, what's up, bro? What's up? What's up, bro? Like, there's 40 other people in the gym. I didn't say what's up to any of them, <laughs> but I walked by Bieber and I'm like, "What's up, bro?" <laughs> oh my god! And he like, like oh, and he's probably like, "What?" Like, what? like, what's up, bro? So. I go to the guy at the front desk, and I had, you know, I talked to anyone and everyone about anything. So, like, when I came to the uh, original, you know, thing, I was like doing small talk. And I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm in from New York. I do the whole thing, you know, like, here's my deal. <laughs> so as I'm leaving, I'm like, I'm like, all right, I got my workout in, and he's like, good one. And I was like, I was like, yeah, good one. And big day for you though. He's like, why? I'm like, big celebrities in there, me and Justin Bieber. And the guy like was like, yo, bro, like. Like, oh, come on. Hey, hey, just bring it down a bit. Be cool about okay? it, bro. Be like, cool. <laughs> it's like well, my parents uh, seeing Tom Brokaw sitting next to us. Be, be cool. cool. Here's here's be the cool. thing. Beebs apologized for past transgressions. Transgression. Transgressions. CK DJ. CK DJ. So I, I'm <laughs> thinking. <Daniel Tool> here. <laughs> I thought there was no way he gets onto the wall, but hey, if he if this is a new Bieber. Oh, he was cleaning. He, so he was. He might get onto this wall. It was 10 a.m., so he's up at some, yeah. You know, at a good. That's hour. pretty early to be up if you really have not a f- thing to do all day. Maybe he was cutting tracks after that. Maybe he was making yeah. illis beats. Well, maybe he's the cutting illis. a record around here somewhere. Maybe that's where Engineer Jim. <laughs> maybe that's what Engineer yes. Jim's doing. Right? He's cutting this, Bieber's new record. It makes perfect sense. Jim hasn't been on the pod for the last four weeks. Bieber's gone underground. Come up, all new image. Jim straightened him out just like he straightened out Slash all those years it's ago. Unbelievable! It's that um, we figured it out. Peter, hey, you. F- <laughs> <laughs> Peter, since you're in studio, yeah. It, it would be my honor if we could play some live CK. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just let me sit back, relax. Let me crack open uh, something. And Let's enjoy. do it. Can, Let's do it. Can we listen to some new stuff? Don't replay the stuff we just listened to. Don't sure. replay. I only have a few here, though. What? Oh, great. Way to go. Low. You said we had we, eight years supply. We're running low. Left on this one today. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, so we'll, we also have uh, our okay, other guest. Okay, just play. Just play. On the line. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, guest? Let's get. You know what? Let's. Okay, play one thing. One, and then I'll get out of yeah. here. Yeah. No, no, one, and then you have to stay for the guest. No, you got to stay. No, I've got to run. Okay. You have a 5.30 meeting. Yeah. We've got oh, to be out of here at 5.30. Yeah, we do. Okay, right. okay here we go. 3-1-1 on Ottawa. Not 3 11 3 one It's 3-11. 3-1-1. 3-1-1? 3-1-1? 3-1-1? 
You're a DJ, a rock DJ? One one on Ottawa's new music, 96.9 like CK DJ with Don't Stay Home. If you're lucky, you won't have to stay home next Thursday. Oh, look at that tie in. Segue. Three if you're tickets lucky. here. Well, actually, four. Oh, four. One for you and three of your friends in my grubby little hands right now. <laughs> Ew. The tickets are for. Got right off the pig farm. Band. They're going to be playing. What tribute band? What band? What tribute band? Band. They're going to be playing. The tickets are for an Eagles tribute band. Oh, just the demo of CKDJ. There it is. The band is called the Hotel California. The Smoking Gun Ranch and Saloon. Do you remember oh. that place? No. Tickets are four dollars in advance. <laughs> Sounds like a Six dirty country the bar. But they're free here on CKDJ. Yeah. If you want them, you can call me at seven two seven. Brad. What's it? Seven two seven forty seven twenty three. Extension. Now write this down. You got to get the extension. Oh. Fifty five fifty three. Oh my. It's a lot of numbers. I'll give it to you again here. <laughs> Three times. Tribute band at the Smoking Gun Ranch and Saloon Smoking next gun. Thursday. Hold on, let me write this. December the 7th. You can call me here for four tickets at 727 GRAD. That's 727 4723. Extension. <laughs> oh my God. This is excruciating. All right, let's cut it off. There he is, Peter Schrager. What a great dude. All right, we're bringing on our next guest. So this is exciting. How fun was that, right? Isn't he just a wonderful guy? And that's why you guys loved him so much on the pod, and that's why we loved him too. He's a genuine dude, um, easily my wife's favorite broadcaster in the world. My wife. She's going to be so excited that he was on the pod. So next up, we're going to take a dip back to the very beginning of the Jay and Dan podcast. And I'm talking the very beginning. And we did not know stuff, and we did not know the gentleman who produced the Jay and Dan podcast, though I had heard of him because I knew he was a radio producer of some renown in Toronto, had produced Bob McCowan's radio show over on The Fan, and we were lucky to have him, quite frankly, and it was great that we did have him because we probably wouldn't be been able to do it ourselves, and he just taught us so much about putting a show like this together. I apologize, guys. I ate an entire Big Mac combo before I came on this podcast, and so if I'm you know, swallowing, if I'm clearing my throat, I apologize, guys. But we're going to get through this. So here we go. Without further ado, without further ado, uh, the original producer of the Jay and Dan podcast, good friend, wonderful guy, Mr. Mike Gentilly. Mike, how are you, sir? Original producer makes me feel old. Sorry. You are old, Mike. What am I, like an old bald guy? We are all old, Mike. Yeah, sure, I am. <laughs> we are getting up there. How are you, buddy? How are you doing? You're now. You're now. Tell us uh, what you're up to now. You're now producing again. Back over at the fan. That's right. I'm back where it all started um, with uh, our old friend Scotty MacArthur. You Great guy. Before. Yes, good dude. And you know what's weird? I'll say this. Many years ago, when I was at the score, I was running their radio station on satellite, and a couple of guys came up to me and wanted to use the studio to record a podcast. They were thinking of this new concept because podcasts were still somewhat new. So they asked if they could borrow the studio. I let them do it. And then I said, well, if it's, a, if it's any decent, I want to run the show. And that show became a daily show, became pretty good. And the two guys were Tim and Sid. Right. And the reason I bring it up is that I feel honored you had to put a Rogers. You had to make sure you put Rogers employees into this podcast. That was no, part of no, what you were meant to do. No, not at all. <laughs> no, but I was, you know. So then that was that story. And then, lo and behold, I moved to TSN, and I helped start this podcast with you and Dan. It was and great. Those two duos are no longer. 
And Why are you trying to make us sad, Mike? What? Where are you sad. taking this? Why? Are you, we were the whole point of this podcast was not to make it sad. It's a celebration. No, it is a celebration. But my point is to bring it all back. Some of the best times of our lives have been spent on the Jane Dan podcast. My goodness! Oh, we had so fun. many things we could say. Some, some things we cannot. Oh, yeah. man. We we had oh. so much fun. I mean, I just think, I think back to that really expensive pizza we got from Pizza Gigi, uh, <laughs> which turned out to be a, a front for drug dealing. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I just think back to, you know, the original Stranger Danger video. We did that yeah. together, Mike. And yeah. the, the thing about it was we had, you know, Dan had done a lot of radio. I'd done a tiny little bit, but it wasn't like we were radio veterans or anything. So having you there... And having stuff be a part of it, we were so lucky to have you guys at the beginning. You guys really kind of got us, gave us that momentum we needed to sort of make this a thing. And it's been going for 11 years now. I can't believe it. I got to say, and we would do the show. And for people who don't know, we would tape it sometimes, well, most nights in the evening. So it was yes. usually Thursday nights and that. And, you know, we had to work all of our schedules around it. And stuff and I would stay there and edit like right after. That's right. Because we, we wanted it to go out soon. So there were nights we were there quite, quite late. And I tell you, every, never a complaint. We laughed our ass off the whole time. It never felt like work. I mean, for all the stuff in this business that you got to do extra and on top of your own job, and sometimes it wears you down, that was just like, we would just sit there laughing the entire time. And then I couldn't wait to get in the car on the way home and listen to it. Because yeah. I'm like, this hasn't even been released yet. We're like listening to it. And, you felt uh, like you had to, you you were like a you had some secret access to something cool. Secret access. But you know what's funny is I think you sort of mentioned not having a ton of experience. Dan had you know done a bit. You did very little. I think that's what made the show so good because I think in in a lot of you know uh, cases now people go out and try to impersonate what they think a sports radio show should be. Right. And I think it's. It's the best thing when you could just tear it all down, start from scratch, and just say, what do we want to do here? And if you do it right, it literally bleeds your personality. I mean, when you guys on SportsCenter, you try to get as much of that out as possible. It can never be 100% of the show, but it could be a nice portion of it. With a podcast, it's literally 100%. The whole thing is just personality and farting around and fooling around. That was it, right? We never really... That was the thing about our podcast right from the beginning, and we didn't plan it that way. It just happened. It was a yeah. sports co- podcast that really we didn't talk about sports that much, and it was really all about what we were doing in our lives, our personalities, uh, Dan's uh, issues in his childhood, my issues with my digestive system. Basically, <laughs> everybody's issues were brought to the forefront, and we realized that people loved it. And then when we went to Fox... Uh, we kept the podcast going, and that was our way of kind of connecting with the Canadian audience still, you know, like like yeah. l- allowing them to see what we were still doing. So, yeah, man, I just can't thank you enough. I, I really enjoyed working with you. I know Dan loved working with you, too, and it was just uh, it was so much fun to have you a part of that that early incarnation of the pod. Yeah, it was honestly one of the highlights of my career. It was, uh, you know... Um, it came at a time that I really needed it. I'll put it that way. It was one of the few things at that time that w- was so uplifting. And so, you know, it was fun for you guys to do. It was fun for the listeners to take on and, and enjoy. But even for us behind the scenes, it actually served a whole other purpose. And I've always, you know, will cherish that. 
Well, buddy, um, I cherish our friendship. It's great to talk to you. We're get, we're getting fifteen guests in here, so we got to let you go. You but <laughs> but uh, but thanks for joining us on this one. Thanks again for everything, and uh, and continue good work with uh, Scotty Mack over there on the fan. Love that guy. Give him our right best. On. And uh, thanks so much for calling. It was a pleasure to be on. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon, Mike Gentilly. What a what a beaut, right, Stoff? Just a beaut. Uh, I think I burped at halfway through that interview. I apologize. It's going to happen, guys. It's going to happen. Um, just wanted to say, like, it's, that's so true. You know, those, that early pod, so we did it at the Chum Radio Building in downtown Toronto, and we'd meet down there, you know, around 7 or 8, we'd tape the pod, p.m., and then Dan and I would have to hop in our cars and head straight up to Scarborough to do the television show. So it was a busy night, but uh, I think Gentilly alluded to it. I think for all of us, we had been doing the television show for maybe 10 years, Mike was looking for something different. Maybe Stoff was too. And it just kind of came at the right time for all of us. And we all just clicked instantly. Jay and Dan flashback. Dance. Well, it's the start. Dance. This, uh, the funny thing is, welcome to the Jay and Dan podcast brought to you by Mark's Perfectly Pressed Shirts. Uh, happy to have Marks on board as a sponsor. Uh, Jay Onright, Dan O'Toole from SportsCenter. A couple of things. That's the wrong music. <laughs> we asked for uh, music from, from our coverage of Euro 2012, and that is not the right music. We sort of uh, we had a good little bit going over the summer uh, with the whole dance thing, but it was to a different European music bed. This is the wrong one. So right off the top, the podcast is ruined. <laughs> I think it's par for the course. Yeah, that's okay. Um, we're thrilled to be here with you. We don't know what we're doing, and no. it'll it'll show. My mother's pretty excited. Uh, I told her, "Hey, Jay and I are uh, are taping a podcast." She said, "What? Uh, what's a podcast?" And I told her uh, I didn't have much of an explanation. I said, "We it's kind of like radio, but it's not." Then you just punched her right in the face. <laughs> that's right. Can't believe you don't know what it is, Mom. You never supported me. Actually, the the best comment I keep getting from people is, oh, way to get on board with the podcast thing right off the top, guys. We're like the last guys to do a podcast. That's it. Everyone else has done one. Your mom probably is doing a podcast, and she just <laughs> pretended she didn't know what podcasts were just so she didn't hurt your feelings. She's like, what a loser. I can't believe they're the last ones. They're the last ones to do a podcast? What is our podcast going to be about, Dan? Uh, it's going to be about, I think we're all going to learn a little something about ourselves. Uh, don't know what that is. And that's just something that you can't really plan. And the best stuff in this business I have found is the stuff that isn't planned. Um, the stuff that just kind of happens naturally. The chemistry that Dan and I had together, uh, the chemistry that Mike and Stoff and myself uh, have as, you know, podcasters. Is that what we would call ourselves? Podcasters, I guess. Um, you just can't plan it. We just lucked out in getting Stoff and Mike in that 1.0 version of the pod. Um, man, there were a lot of great moments. I want to thank someone for sending us this next uh, piece of video. Um, Anthony Stella at Anthony Stella 885M is the worst Twitter handle ever. Yeah, get a better Twitter handle. Remix, remix. <laughs> uh, 
Hey, Dan, thought you might enjoy this Stranger Danger video. Oh, my video. God, this is amazing. We watched this at work last night, and um, not only do we enjoy it, we can't stop watching it. So the premise is they're warning kids on, hey, what to do if a stranger approaches. So, hey, they... The, you know the intent is is very noble. Yes. Okay. Hey, we're all we're all in favor of the intent here. Yeah. Uh, to teach kids to not speak to strangers, but the actors, the writing, it's off the charts hilarious. Let's let's have a let's have a listen. You've already been told about strangers dressing up in uniforms, but there are other traps you need to know about. Hi, I lost my little dog. Can you help me find him? <laughs> Be suspicious of an adult asking wow. for help. Hi, I'm just playing with my daughter's video game, but the batteries seem to be dead. I have some in my car. Why don't you come over and help me put them in? Stay away from people in cars or vans. Hey, kid, how you doing? Um, you know we're making a movie over there. You want to go see it? Only professional agencies hire kids for TV work. I ought to know. Hey, kid, let's go to the arcade and play some video games. What do you say? Ignore him and walk away. Little boy, I'll give you $10 if you'll take my bag to the car for me. It's okay to say no, even to an adult. Safety is more important than good manners. Hey, kid, I'll teach you how to hit this ball right over the fence. Come on, it'll be fun. <laughs> Trust your own feelings. Your mom's been hurt. She's in the hospital. She's having to come and get you. What's the secret code word? I don't know the code word. You don't need to get near the car to talk to someone inside. You know, you look like you could use a friend. Say no to what you think is wrong. Pizza delivery. Come on, open the door. Nothing is more important than your safety. If you tell anybody about our little secret, I'll kill your dog. <laughs> Children should never be asked to keep special secrets from their parents. Now you know the 11 most wow. common kidnap traps to avoid and how to be street smart. Oh, oh my God. If you see the video, these people are beyond creepy. Oh, my God. First of all, the photographer. Oh, now we have a few isolated ones. Okay, so Christoph, which one are we going to start with? The photographer. Let's start with the photographer again. And this guy in the video is the creepiest human who ever walked the face of the earth. Hi! You're a cute kid. You know... Go I'm back to the high! Hi! You're a cute kid. You know, I'm a professional uh. photographer. Why don't you come on, hop in the car, I'll take your picture. And he's got a, bu a mullet, too. I just called a bullet. You know... Hi! <laughs> you know... I'm a professional photographer. Uh, the video game one it was also very creepy. Hi, I'm just playing with my daughter's video game, but the batteries seem to be dead. I have some in my car. Why don't you come over and help me put them in? Wouldn't you just say, well, go get the batteries. I'll wait here. You don't need help getting the batteries. How hard is it to carry two AA batteries? You're an adult. You should be able to carry that. Oh my God! And, uh, Which what, what else? The threat. The oh, threat the movie, at the very end. How about the movie one first? The, the this movie guy's guy. the creepiest. This guy looks like a, a mustachioed <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> he hey kid, how you doing? Um, you know we're making a movie over there. You want to go see it? The only thing about this guy, when you watch the video, he thinks this is going to lead to other roles because he is putting it all into this. He's like. 
Okay, I'm selling. The other guys, they just got off the street. Like, they've never acted before. This guy's like, this is the one. This is my break. That's the podcast. Thanks for listening. (laughs) But the Stranger Danger one stands out. When we did that live uh, tour of Western Canada at the fall of 2019, we played the Stranger Danger video again, and it just it just clicked. It just worked. It was a blast, and uh, people loved it again. And it brought me back to those times of doing the 1.0 version of the pod. And then in 2013, of course, Dan and I got the call to go down to Los Angeles, California. And in Los Angeles, um, we had an opportunity to go to work at Fox and continue the podcast. Um, but put the podcast aside for a second. Um, our What we lucked out with is that we got to do this TV show with a whole bunch of people, and Peter Schreger alluded to it. Um, we're talking... Uh, we're talking Gary Payton, we're talking uh, Donovan McNabb, we're talking Andy Roddick, all super kind, super nice people. But the best person of all uh, was probably the host. Uh, and so we were sort of the hosts. We hosted our portion, the highlight portion. I'm getting the impression that the person I thought I was about to introduce on this podcast can't join us at this very moment. So maybe someone else can join us. Um, we're just kind of working through it, folks. We're adding guests as we go. Uh, oh, here we go. Why don't we call uh, Clat then? Let's try Clat. All right. So we're gonna. So I was about to introduce Carissa, but what we'll do is we'll we'll get to her in a little bit, and then let's call Joel Clat now. So yeah, we're gonna have a little Clat chat. Joel is uh, again kind of like Schrager, one of the guys who he was an NFL analyst, a college football analyst at Fox. We loved him. Uh, ex-University of Colorado football player, um, ex-baseball player, and handsome as hell. Like, looks like uh, Buzz Lightyear. And then you top it all off, he's the funniest guy you've ever met. And the clat chat segments were something that obviously we all really enjoyed and and really had fun with. Um, you know, for me, he was one of those those people that when you were with him in the TV studio and you're just kind of hanging around, he was the guy I would want to go hang around with because he had the funniest stories. And he would talk about broadcasters he'd worked with and minor league baseball. He's done that on this podcast before. Um, Stuff, if you're having trouble with Clat, why don't you try Jim Pearl? Oh, okay, we're going to give it a go. This podcast is going well so far. We were rolling along there. We were just rolling along. And then, uh, and then we hit a little speed bump. So we'll see if we can keep her going. But I like keeping this stuff in. This is the real, this is the real stuff. This is the stuff that's legit. Um, I think we got Joel, so we're going to be able to get him in here. What else do I want to say? Um, really quickly, I just want to thank you guys for reaching out and asking about the podcast and if we're going to keep it going and, and everything, and just everything you guys have been reaching out about. I, I do appreciate it. Uh, the comments on the social media stuff are hilarious. You can keep them coming. Uh, we find them very funny, and quite honestly, they bring a little... Uh, warmth to my heart to see how much you guys uh, miss Dan. So keep that stuff coming. But I believe we have on the line right now, maybe one of our favorite guests ever. And I am saying that about all 15 guests we're having on the pod today, but I really mean it about this guy. It's Joel Klatt. How are you, buddy? It's our it's our final Klatt chat. I know. I know. Oh, man. It's, you know, I mean, I don't know if I miss Toolsy, but I do love him. <laughs> 
which is a which is a real you know you got to be particular about the way you're saying. You know what's funny, Joel? I I think you articulated the way I feel as well because. <laughs> I say that to my wife all the time. I'm like, you know, it's kind of nice to have a break from Toolsy, but God, I love him. <laughs> oh, man. So, how, how are you? I'm okay, buddy. You? I'm okay. I'm doing well. I, I miss you, man. I'm, I was just saying, I, you Same. know, hanging around in that studio at Fox, I always loved hanging around with you because you had such great stories, and not just stories about when you played uh, baseball and football, but really more when you were starting your career as a broadcaster. Right. Uh, you know, um, working with luminaries like Joel Myers and, and broad- <laughs> <laughs> broadcasters you like You love the stories about my old play-by-play partners. Uh, I, you know, to this day, I can't talk to Tim Brando without somebody in the room saying, Say hello to Terry, everybody. <laughs> and for those of you that obviously listen, you know exactly what. Oh I'm yeah, about. that was a legendary moment, no doubt. And you know, speaking of Dan, so you know, you the story essentially is you know Brando, he's a loud talker on the phone. He, everybody yeah. can hear him talking. But well, not even that. I mean, you're downplaying it, right? Like if you like to get to paint you a picture. Tim will call his wife at any moment in a packed car full of like five people and shout with his wife on speaker. Yes. Not like shout, like not like yell at her, but like, you know, like have a loud conversation. Like, what are you doing at the Chateau? <laughs> house of Chateau. Oh yeah. Who's coming over to watch my game in front of, like in front of all of us. And then, and then he was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm being rude. I'm being rude. Say hello to Terry. <laughs> It's like, oh, that's right. You were being rude because we didn't say hello, not the shouting. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Exactly. And the best part of that for me is that, you know, Dan's laughing throughout the story and he thinks this is great. And I'm looking over at Dan. I'm like, you are Tim Brando. Like, Dan does that. <laughs> and you can, and Stoff, our producer, will vouch for me. We, we did a live podcast tour in the fall of 2019, and whenever we would land, and this is classic toolsy, you'd land, you'd get into whatever the car that picked you up or the cab, and instantly he would call his kids because he's a great dad, but he would do it on speakerphone in oh, the yeah. back of the car, and they're having a oh, conversation yeah. about school that day. I'm like, you can take that off speakerphone. We don't need to hear the other end of this conversation. I don't no. need to hear any of it, frankly. Not a, not only do you not need to hear it, but it prevents you from having any sort of thought process of your own or conversation with the other person in the car. <laughs> so everyone just has to sit there and, like, I don't even know, like, just be the fly on the wall. Oh, classic Toolsy. Yes, classic. absolutely. What's your What was your impression of Toolsy, Joel, when you first met him? Well, I was so excited to meet both of you, and... I just remember that he never quit smiling, and I don't remember why. I don't know if he had had drinks that day or what, but, like, I met you guys, and, you know, you're always very, I would say, like, dry and sarcastic, which is right up my alley. So I felt like like we kind of hit it off, Yep. and, and Toolsy was just kind of sitting there with this big grin, and I was like, you excited to be here? And he just gives me a big, Yep. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, that's good. And then we kind of kept talking, but I'll always remember the yep. Like, you know, it was just so, oh, man, big sheepish grin on his face. But I just, I, I loved, 
I loved watching you guys, your interaction, and even more so, I obviously loved watching it, but even more so seeing it, you know, behind the scenes, because I don't know if you have talked about it much, but for whatever we called it, what did we call it? Oh, Fox Sports Live. There we go. Yeah, Yeah. Fox Sports Live. It was a bit of a mess. It was a show. I mean, a disaster from a production standpoint. There'd be times when all of us on the floor, red lights on, had no idea what was coming up, who's next, like, what are we doing? And, And so watching you guys work in the midst of that chaos, I remember one time I'm hosting, like, the side panel or whatever, and I'm getting nothing in my ear. I think my IFB is down. We're done. I've got no more topics. So I was just like, Dan? And he goes, <laughs> and he goes I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> well, that the thing about the three hours was I think they legitimately, they just overthought it. They had two shows there. They had our show, yeah. and then they had yeah. a chat show. And they just yeah. they had to fill three hours, and I always said to them, why don't we do the first hour? You guys do that nice middle hour. We'll do wrap it up in the third hour. They're like, no, no, no. This no, is the future, no, guys. No. guys. Guys, guys. People are going to want to sit is- down in 2014. They're going to want to sit down for three hours a night, and they're going to want to watch three hours of television, and they're going to want to see what Donovan McNabb has to say about the oh. National Hockey League. Oh, geez. I always well, remember Donovan was on some sort of uh, diet and he had sandwiches in what was essentially like a suitcase. It was like the suitcase <laughs> sandwich diet. <laughs> I just remember the obscene amount of money that was spent on that show. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's like, the Fox way, right? Oh, yeah, you bet. You bet. I remember one day we were, we were I was coming on to like talk about the draft or the players in the draft. And, and we get in and I'm, you remember, like I would always just, I was just, I'm just kind of a worker bee. Right. So I showed up super early. I've got my leather bound book with yep. all my notes. Oh yeah. You, you had great would always be like, where's the clat vibe? <laughs> <laughs> I would rub it. Um, so I, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm taking notes and one of our executives was like, what if we played Madden on the air to, show like what you're talking about. Oh my god. Do you remember this? I don't know. You probably weren't in the room. You were probably down. I probably already. washed my hands of the whole thing. I was like, I'm just gonna ride this out for three more years. They literally a runner, because there was always a thousand runners. A runner, one runner went and was like, Do you want a coffee? And and I said, No, I don't want a coffee. And then another runner was like, Well I'll go and buy an Xbox, and we can bring it up here and start playing. And I was like, you're going to do what? Oh, yeah. And sure enough, they went and bought an Xbox. Yeah. And, like, two guys <laughs> production started playing. And they were like, okay, show us how to do what you're explaining. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't play Madden. <laughs> and then we just turned it off. And I was like, well, are we going to return the Xbox? And they were like, nah. No. So they literally went and bought an Xbox and played it for seven minutes. Yeah, and then someone definitely put it under their arm one night and took it home and did not tell the company. You know what I heard? I heard it was probably toolsy. Yeah, I was going to say, that's probably, (laughs) that explains a lot. That's that's probably why we got the boot from that place. 
Joel. I, well, I don't think it was the boot, by the way. Um, but yeah, man, I I got to tell you, those, those were fond memories. Yeah. I loved I loved working with you guys. No, man, it was it was so fun, and you've been such a great guest on this show, and um, we love you, man. And I got to let you go. We got to get it like thirteen more guests in here. But uh, I, I just, know is Shrags on. Shrags just came on. He just came on. Oh. He was just before you. You he was your uh, warm up act. Is how well. Shrek. Listen, we all know that that's probably the the other way around. But I I don't say this about many like men, but man, I love that man. I know, me too, me too. And my wife, I think my wife. I said this, and I'm legitimately saying this, Joel. He is her favorite, not only sports broadcaster, but I think just television personality. Period. Oh, really? Peter Schrager. And you're a television personality. Oh, so it's, that's interesting. I mean, if Schrags was single again, it would be it would be over for us. It would be. <laughs> <laughs> all right, buddy, we got to run. Listen, you're the best. You I wish it. you all the best. Uh, stay safe in you Manhattan well. Beach, and we'll talk to you soon, buddy. You got it, buddy. Have a good one. Jay and Dan, flashback. Before we bring on Joel, should we do some air checks? Uh, I think we should bring Joel in. And he can, he can listen to an air check. Yeah, yeah. I, and maybe Joel can we'll offer us... Uh, Joel Clatt, everybody. Joel Clatt, right everybody. Great to see you, my friend. Come on in. Nice to see you, my friend. Uh, have a here, seat here. here. Come sit here. Oh. Yeah, we got a headset for you. Right in the middle. So you can actually Joel listen. Joel will one day be the uh, the Colorado Wait. governor. We have. Uh, I am going to be a governor. You are... Why do you have... Nail polish on your toes. That's a good question. That's from my uh, right daughters. My daughters uh, did uh, my toes. Would you let? Did I just cuss? Would you let you that happen? That will be bleeped out. Everything bleeped oh, out. You thanks, can say Mike. piss balls. All bleeped out. Don't wear it out, Jay. Sorry, <laughs> Joel. Let's uh, let's uh, run down your uh, your resume for our uh, Canadian yeah. listeners. Uh, you you were a dual sport athlete. Yeah. You were a quarterback in Colorado. Yeah. You set some school records. Yeah. How many? Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Going to college, University of Colorado. There take, was a few. Yeah. Take me through that. Okay, so I, I was I was drafted out of high school to play baseball. Yeah. Right. And decided to go do that and played for three seasons, realized that wasn't going anywhere, but saw some amazing stuff. Yeah. yeah. And hopefully we get into that. Yeah, I would like to get into that. Well, let's get into that right now. First of all, tell us where you went right out of high okay. school. You go fresh out of high school into... Fresh out of high school, 18-year-old from Arvada, Colorado, and uh, here I am in just Peoria, Arizona. And that's right. where the Padres, who I was with, uh, do their spring training. And so I was in extended spring training getting ready for the short season single-A baseball. And uh, it was it was pretty remarkable uh, what I saw my very first day of pro baseball. Yeah, so you got <laughs> Liter- literally the first day. You have to tell us about this. You get you're in like the the locker room with the fellas. Yes. And so, um, you know, I mean, Arvada, Colorado is not the the most diverse place I've ever been <laughs> right. in my right. in my life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's between Boulder and Denver. Right. Right. You get it. Yeah. Okay. So we go down there, and and obviously there's. Players from all over the country um, and and all over the world, especially Latin America. A lot of the players were from the Dominican Republic, and, and obviously that their country is is a great uh, you know breeding ground for wonderful players that yep. we've seen come up into the major leagues. And the Padres had a system down there, and so there were uh, several Dominican players there. And the very first day, you know, listen, 
I went to high school in the late nineties in Arvada. We didn't have we didn't gang shower, you know? Right. Like we didn't shower together. We would like just get in our cars and go home yeah. after a baseball game right. or whatever. Yeah. Get back in your Honda Civic and just get yeah, out. Of exactly, yeah, exactly. You know, and, and you know, my buddy's dad would get back in his Yaris. Yeah. Was right. that even around in the I don't know. Not. Maybe not. I don't even know. Something like that. A Corolla maybe. So the very first day, I'm like getting myself geared up, you know, during like BP and everything. We're practicing for the gang shower. For, for like, I'm like, hey man, it, it is gonna go down. Yeah, this to is not like serious. it's on. Oh, no. I am gonna be naked with men displaying my penis in front of the other men. Yeah, you know, I was like, so we get into the locker room. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Good. This is you, good. You just keep it going. Yeah, keep it going. Keep that, so keep it we on get into the, the locker room, and I'm like. Pumping myself up in my locker. I'm like sitting there, you know, kind of like taking my Not shirt off. Not stroking your penis. No. Okay, well, you said pumping yourself up. I didn't know if you wanted to no. go in like no. half alert. Just I didn't fully erect. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I threw down a cup of Viagra and I was like, this is going to get the boys going. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, this is, I mean, this is it. I'm 18 years old. It's going to be my first, you know, gang shower. I'm like, my God. <laughs> Call it that. I like it. What do it's you good. Want me to call it a mass You're shower. A gang. Yeah, because a that's mass. better. Because that's better. <laughs> yeah, Dan. exactly. Dan. A mass a ma- it's a gang shower. Here I am going into my first mass shower. <laughs> I've never heard someone refer to it as a gang shower. Well, a mass shower sounds Catholic, Dan. So hey, I'm yes, avo- sir. <laughs> okay, okay, so, so sorry. here I am, ready to go. Towel. Shower shoes because we don't want to get fungus. <laughs> no, I know you don't want athletes. No, you don't want that. And and I walk in, and man, I mean everything they say is is true. Yeah. You know, and and the Dominican guys in particular, uh, the, I mean, just like, <laughs> right? And I was just like, so you just turned and you turn and ran? No, I didn't turn and run. I was like, I mean, hey, it's you know, you can't. Listen, you can't walk into the shower with the towel and turn <laughs> around and walk out. Shower. That is way worse. That is way, way worse. worse. Yeah. Way worse. You got it. You've committed you to it. You will forever be labeled the guy that walked in and out. <laughs> Don't want to be that guy. Just say, I'm just going to wait till you guys are finished. Yeah, I'll, you can't I'll do wait that. Out here. You can't sit there, like, outside on a yeah. stool with a towel. I'm just waiting till you guys are done. Don't yeah. worry. Go ahead. Can't do that. No, exactly. There he is, Joel Klatt, and uh, we're going to keep it going. And we're going to head to... Atlantic Canada now. I got to tell you right now, if you guys could see Christoph, he's frantic because we plan this to be frantic, but you think it's a good idea and then you get into it and you realize how truly frantic and crazy it is. And he's nodding his head at me right now like, yeah, you f- no f- I don't remember where that comes. We always, I got to tell the story about why we bleep all the uh, curse words too. I just gotta remember when that was when I cursed. Hey, going for a dart. To be continued next week. Nice dart, bot. James Duffy presents the Rubber Boots Podcast. So we're sitting down at our table. The, the waiter comes up and he's like profusely sweating. <laughs> and this is like 100% his first line to us. He goes, Hello, I am not well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very ill. <laughs> you ate there? I came down with it yesterday. I've just not been good. Not good at all. Get it at tsn.ca and anywhere you get your podcasts.